Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. You know what? You know what? Yes. Yeah, I agreed. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is not. It's Tom Ryman. And we just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. Abraham Stoker's mm. Draculia. Yeah, baby. That's what he says in the movie. Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. I'm Dracula. Here occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Do I make you fangy? (laughs) The answer is yes. He does. He makes several broads, uh, uh, the the scientific term, uh, fangy in the movie. (laughs) Uh, 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 real quick, real quick. It's it's Thursday. Yeah. <clears throat> so that means this was given to us, mm-hmm. gifted to you by one of our patrons. A uh, big thank you to Harris and Millie. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you both. Harris and Millie. I assume that's two people. Could be one with a strange name. I like to think of them as a law firm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It would mm-hmm. be a good law firm. Name, it's a, so- th- it's a solid. It's a solid name for an entity. Yeah, and they they are an entity. Like a collective so, entity. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Harris and Millie for uh asking us to watch this uh Coppola film that a lot I'm sure a lot of people have seen or at least yeah. seen spoofs of. It's uh what is it, nineteen ninety two. Uh big old big big fat summer movie. Big it's big old wild. summer movie. Cause what is Keanu coming off of for this? Uh, point Break. Yeah, and then Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Actually, coming off is, of Silence of the Lambs. This is not a summer release. This came out in November. This was a oh, wow. this was a holiday season release. This was designed for Coppola to get his company like uh, out of bankruptcy, I believe. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of notorious <laughs> behind the scenes stuff, probably because of making movies like Dracula. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, this actually made money, I guess. No, um, I, I meant, I'll, we, I'll clarify that as this episode goes on. The Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula is, uh, if you're not like a super film nerd, like it's a deceptively complicated film. Yes. Uh, in, uh, in terms of how much effort and technical know-how and, and tricks and savvy it took to bring to life. Yeah, notoriously. Um, difficult. Yeah, the, the, the story goes that they offered Coppola like a top-notch like visual effects supervisor and team, and he fired them yep. and hired his son. And all the all the all the uh, special effects are in camera. And what that means is that like they did they did some optical effects where they would like shoot on you know if they were doing uh, matte paintings, um, you know before we could do that j- digitally, you'd have to shoot you'd have to expose the film to the matte painting with a blackened out part of the frame and then you'd shoot it again uh with with the live action parts to like combine the two uh and in this case i i believe they did that and that was the extent of 
like optical effects. I think other than that, a lot of it was in camera in the sense of like, like there's a shot of the book uh, and a train and it's composited into one shot and it actually isn't a composite. They built a giant book and a model train and just staged them together so they looked they use a lot like of, there are uh, two different things. They use a lot of front and rear projection in this too. Yes, a lot of that. Um, um, I think one shot of the mist, like there is, I think there's one digital effect in the movie and I think it's like a shot of the mist coming under the door. Is that right? Okay. I mean that that when Dracula comes in, when Dracula I missed, think, I think so. It's like in the, it's like at minute thirty. It's like in the first chunk of the film when Jonathan's that at his castle. That wouldn't surprise me. I think um, like there's like purple mist that appears. Right. Because I, I, I don't. I believe that's the only digital effect. I'm not positive. Yeah, they weren't doing it out of the principle of it. I think they just liked how it looked. From what I've uh, from what I've read, Coppola wanted to make this movie using only because he this he wanted to make like a classic Universal monster movie. So from right. from what I've read, anyway, according to what I read, that's what he was going for. So he wanted to only use techniques that were available to them at that time. Right, which is it, it looks good. This movie looks good. It this sounds movie great is, too. It's great. Yeah, like in terms of a technical yeah. achievement, this movie is excellent. Yes, we haven't talked about the quality of the actual plot, uh, which I guess. Well, the plot is Dracula. Dracula is a good story. Yeah, uh, the, I guess the question is: Is this told well? Is this this? Here, here's uh, the thing. I re- okay. I realized this watching it. I forget the second half of this movie exists. I I remember the castle shit, mm-hmm. uh, old Dracula, uh, him looking like Slash, and then I just sort of black out, and it's because the movie's kind of boring. I think the, uh, I think the second half of the movie. Well, first of all, first of all, this movie is schlock, but it's like really, really good schlock. Like this is like yeah. this is like top shelf schlock. Oh, absolutely. Gary Oldman is he absolutely is killing it. Appropriately vamping it up in each scene yeah. he gets. Um and and God bless little Keanu Reeves. Uh for so he's trying his best. For so much of the movie, he's doing scenes alone with Gary Oldman, and that's it. Gary Oldman or <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Or Anthony Hopkins. And it's like he in interviews I, I was reading, he said like I was coming off of, you know, point break and some action films and I was a little like he said like he probably shouldn't have done this movie because he was like kind of fatigued at the time. And also I mean, bless his heart. Uh, he's, he's not a, he is, the best actor. He is out of his depth. Like, yes, I love Keanu. I, I'm like every other human being on this planet. I adore Keanu Reeves. He is out of his element in this yes. film. He is. He is drowning in every scene. <laughs> Some of those scenes with Gary Oldman are are fucking rough. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Gary Oldman and a panicked mannequin. That's a, pretty much it. A panicking. Um, a panicking. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the acting equivalent of watching someone get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, and then it's there's like watching a massacre. Uh, Win- yeah, Winona Ryder, who I like, who I also think is like, sh- she's a good actress. Um, like it, at this time, I thought she killed it in like Beetlejuice. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. S- this movie, uh, uh, not sh- again. I don't know the, if it's the conditions. Um, I did, I did hear a weird thing, which is that in rehearsal, her and Gary Oldman got along really well, and then when they started shooting, they didn't like each other anymore, and well, no one really knew what happened. 
Okay, it sounds like you're about to finish the story. Okay. No, that's that's it. That's all I read. Oh, from what I've read, um, oh gosh, from what I've read, there was something like they would. For, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is apocryphal as shit. But right. I know there's an element where Coppola wanted in some scenes. Uh, he was he was doing a Kubrick thing where he wanted the cast to like some some members of the cast to not support her oh yeah that makes sense they also he did a lot of kubrick the uh like carrie elways and his little group mm-hmm. i read that he he made them go on actual like adventures together oh, of course like horseback riding and like hot air balloon rides so that they could have a sense of camaraderie so yeah he was definitely like trying to kubrick the shit out Can of you this picture movie. fucking carrie elways um uh Oh shoot! What's his name? The doctor, um, he, Richard. I don't know, man. Shit! He was just nominated for an, Richard. Shit! Richard. Shit! Uh, if 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 your question e. is ending with Richard E. Grant, Richard E. Grant. Okay. Um, I want to. I I, well, I love picturing Carrie Carrie Elloway's Richard E. Grant and Billy Campbell, who played the Rocketeer, uh, going on like horseback adventures and hot air balloon rides together I mean, for this movie. It's not outside the realm of my imagination. Like, when you look at Carrie Elway's, it feels like his natural habitat is in a hot air balloon. Like, he just feels like... Particularly the way he is in this movie. Like, he plays yeah. he plays a foppish British lord named Lord Arthur, and it's just, yeah. oh, what a perfect... Like, you were created to play these kinds of roles, Carrie Elway's. Yeah. There's some... The cast is like, man, I forgot that Carrie Elway's is in it. Fucking Tom I always, Waits. Yeah, I always forget Tom Waits With when Tom he shows Waits up. Tom Waits shows up as Renfield. Who, who never leaves the jail cell. He, no. he has very little purpose in this movie. No, he's just... Uh, uh, he's... The only purpose he really serves... Um, in the story is that the story is is uh, what do they call it Epist- epistological it's when when a story is told via letters um right so it's like it's it's meant to be like a dark version of the bible i think that um, checks out and and he does serve a lot of exposition that's kind of that's like his function is sort of like a john the baptist type character and then also it's right. like he was Dracula's previous lawyer. So we're seeing what's going to happen to Keanu, basically, via Renfield. He's going to turn into Tom Waits. He's going to turn into fucking Tom Waits. Look, their worst fates. When he was like. This this Dracula and these flies, man. All these these (laughs) flies in my windowsill. When he was demanding a kitten, it was like, give him a kitten. Perhaps. I want Tom Waits and a kitten. Yeah. He probably won't eat it. I don't know. Who knows what he's gonna do with? It. Also, one of the one of uh, Dracula's brides is Monica Bellucci. Yes, Monica Bellucci. But- um, I I was reading behind the scenes stuff. My favorite behind the scenes fact that I I found from it was apparently in the DVD commentary is that all of Dracula's bride scenes, mm-hmm. all of those actresses had a, had agreed to appear naked in the movie, and then when they got on set. No one wanted to ask them to undress, so they never had nude scenes. That's what. That's apparently the story. Coppola asked his son, was like, "Can you ask them to undress?" And he was like, "I don't want to." Like, what a weird, what a weird, like, th- right? Yeah, because they're they're on a set. I, I was talking to I was talking to Abe before we recorded, and he suggested like, yeah, it was probably like they got on set, 
and it just it wasn't how they imagined and probably it was like you know what we probably don't need them naked like i could see them just on set being like i guess we could ask them but like why why are we doing this like i I could also see because this movie when it came out this movie had a big reputation for like uh audiences walking out in disgust over like the violent content So maybe I could see them getting like Coppola maybe getting nervous at one point about the rating. Although it doesn't doesn't seem like something he would give a shit about because he disappeared into the goddamn jungle for Apocalypse Now. So who knows? Who knows what happened? They cut like 20 minutes from this to a violence. Um, Other behind the scenes uh, information, because I was reading a lot. This actually, this is my favorite behind the scenes. They did a reshoot um, when Keanu and Winona get married. They didn't like the scenes, so they did a reshoot. Oh yeah, with it, with the yeah, with an actual uh, priest, and they just did the ceremony. And afterwards, realized I think we just married them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a story. Yeah. I think Winona Ryder told it recently in an interview. Right, um, that's pretty funny. Where it's like technically they got married. Oh, this and that's the same. That same interview is where I read the bit about Coppola would have like Gary Oldman and some other people off camera like saying mean things to her in between takes no. to sort of keep her in a headspace and she was like the the person who refused to do it was Keanu. Of course. And it's like of course Keanu refused to do it. Because he's the best of all of us. Right. He's the finest human. Yeah. Also he's kind of like I, I mean they cast him to have like a, a, a face to, to lure in young people but he's also like the least important person in this movie in terms of like he's a side character he's like fifth build in the ending credits yeah he and this is also 1992 keanu reeves so he doesn't really have like that much juice behind his name so it's like yeah he probably also felt like i probably really shouldn't there's a number of reasons i shouldn't do this right yeah uh man i guess we could talk about the plot do you want to do you want to talk about the plot it's dracula I mean, what do you guys? Yeah, it's Dracula. <laughs> Have you guys not seen Dracula? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's here's the thing: is that the book is. I've always heard that the book is different. It's they nerf Dracula in the books a bit. Like, so I don't know how it's, much it's, of this is actually. It's different. The book. It's different from a lot of uh, interpretations, but this movie is is uh, almost verbatim. It's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Which there's some debate of why they did that. Obviously, Coppola has a has a habit of including the author in the titles of his movies, uh, but also um, does he? Uh, yeah, uh, oh. I think they do it for The Godfather, right? And they do it for The Rainmaker. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah, but there's also they said that like oh because Universal has like like there's a version of Dracula that right. Universal owns the rights to or something. It's that, yeah, it's that specific. And they, so I guess they so wanted he... to differentiate between Universal's Dracula and their Dracula. Yeah. Did he, so he becomes a vampire by just saying, I hate God and stabbing a well, cross? Well, that's the, th- the thing that I have to, uh, the movie is verbatim except that. Okay, because I wrote down, like, do all crosses have blood in them? Yeah. If I crack crack open a cross, can I get some sweet cross blood? The Drink stuff that, and then you're a vampire. The stuff that's different is Dracula's backstory. In the, in the novel, he doesn't really have a backstory. He's just a fucking demon. Right. Um, and, and this movie really goes, like, the, the tragic backstory direction. 
Uh, right. So really, the stuff that's different is all of his backstory stuff. The fact that uh, Mina was his love from a previous life, that's not in the novel. He's just obsessed with Mina because he's obsessed with Mina. Um, right. Because he's just a weird creep. Right, because he's a, he's a ghoul. Like, he's, a, they, he's an actual they, ghoul. <laughs> they nail... Like, the scene where he's stopping her on the streets. Yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, this is where pickup artists come yeah, from. Yeah, he's like a close-up like, magician. He's even dressed yeah. like one. Yeah, he's dressed like an absolute asshole. Yeah. And he's stalking her on the street, and she is rightfully like, hey, get away from me. Right. He's wearing <laughs> like, he's wearing those tiny sunglasses that make you look like a dipshit in the, yeah. in the 20th and 21st century, but in, like, the 19th century, you just look like a fucking psychopath wearing glasses right. like that right he's he's insufferable yeah um i'm glad they nailed that like dracula to me is at least the first part is the story of how old people's houses are weird because that's like the first part is keanu reeves just having red flags whiff him by it's the first part of the story is like 90 percent of modern horror it's a person who is getting themselves more and more stuck in a situation that is transparently dangerous because they don't want to be rude. Right. Which, if you think about it, okay, so Van Helsing, played by Anthony Hopkins, uh-huh. mentions, like, Nosferatu. So, like, vampires exist in this world, but I assume they're not, like, common knowledge. And no. it was reminding me of, like, serial killers in the 70s. Yeah. You know? People were like, yeah, I'll get into your car. It's cool, man. We're all <laughs> yeah, cool. Right. We just didn't know about vampires then. That's why, exactly. that's why Dracula like, had such an easy time. Right. Because, like, it, in that house, Keanu, like, Dracula, every second he does something that should make Keanu go, I think you're a vampire. Because you're clearly a vampire. Right. You're like skittering around on the walls. You're licking razor blades. Yeah. Your shadow is doing shit that you're not doing. Right. And even if I don't know what vampires are, like you're like cutting yourself with a sword. You're like hissing at my cross. I need to go. Also, I I mean, I'd hold up a mirror for you to see what you look like, but you can't, you don't have a reflection. That's weird. Um, That's weird. But beyond that, just fucking... You know what? Sit down. I'm going to draw you a picture of what you look like right now because <laughs> holy shit, there's no way right. you're doing this on purpose. And if you are doing this on purpose, you are a vampire. Right. I mean, it starts when he, <laughs> when the carriage shows up. The moment he saw that carriage, he should have been like, never mind. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm going home right now. I need, uh, I need to get it's... down to Lord Dracula's house to take care of his affairs. And then the carriage pulls mm. up. Too bad I have to immediately go back to England. Right. I'm not getting on that fucking carriage. Yeah. You're like picked up by a phantom and fucking... Yeah, like an actual Jesus. ghost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think... Well, when the story was written, like, the, like Dracula... Make no mistake, Dracula popularized vampires, for sure. Uh, yeah. And... I think a lot of the rules, quote unquote, of vampires, the way that most pop culture understands those rules are the rules that are in Dracula. Right. And they're they're not like, we've talked a little bit about it on like Mulder. Like there's some other stuff from folklore that's really strange. Like they can't cross running water. They're... I think that's in Dracula. I, th- I, I remember researching an article about this. I think it's in... I think that's why he has to have... Fuck. 
because he crosses the I'm, ocean, but he has to do it in a casket that has his own. Right, because he has to. It. He can't cross like running water. No. Uh, I think the book describes him like someone did like police, like a police sketch artist did this project where they drew characters based on their descriptions in books. And if you find Dracula's, he has like a unibrow. Yeah, he looks like a real dickhead. <laughs> he, yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't look fun. Uh, and so I don't know. It, it, I I'm sure, you know, it, they took liberties because you're you're adapting a book. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? But like Dracula in in the book and I, pretty much in this movie, he's like he's a plague allegory, right? So it's like he's right. not super formidable unless like all of the uh, unless like a bunch of things are in alignment. So like he has to spend. Yeah. most of the story hiding yeah he's just powering up and in this yeah. movie it's like oh who would have thought his weakness was slashing his throat right, it's his, like, yeah, right. Yeah. his weakness is stabbing him in the chest and cutting his head off and it's like yeah, yeah that'll, exactly. get, that'll get most of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, good job yeah. yeah like i don't know what I don't know what like, like the, the problem is in the final scene where like all of Lucy's suitors uh, plus Jonathan just finally run Dracula down and kill him. It's like all he really does that entire final uh, climactic he, showdown is sit in his casket going like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit yeah. He pops out of his box of dirt like an exotic dancer out of a cake, <laughs> and then they slit his throat. And, then and they the weirdest part is fucking ass. Yeah, and then he fucks off with yeah. Winona Ryder. And the weirdest part is they're like, "Should we go after him?" And they're like, "Nah." <laughs> and then he just dies. Like he's so unformidable that they don't have to go make sure he dies. Right. They'd ra- they're like, "Nah, we did it." They- they'd rather sit with Billy Campbell in his final yeah. moments than chase yeah. Dracula. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk about the character Lucy. Sure. Who is from beginning to end, her only emotion is horny. Yes. Yeah, she is horny for the entirety of the film. Mm-hmm. When she's a vampire, when, she when beca- she's not a when vampire, when she becomes a vampire, it only cranks her horniness up like hundred and ten percent. She fucks a werewolf, which I guess is Dracula. Yeah, that's uh, it's Dracula wolf. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a scene in this movie. It's my favorite scene because when Ona Ryder walks in on her fucking the werewolf, the werewolf turns to her and goes, "No, do not see me." And it's like, is the werewolf embarrassed? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's something so much like that's the weirdest part of it, right? Right. It's like the werewolf is like, "Oh God, you're seeing my balls." Yeah. Well, it's. It's like like he's Dracula's like slumming it right now in his in yeah. his view. <laughs> so he transforms into a werewolf when he wants to slum it. Yeah. And I can't tell. I assume Lucy's bewitched, but again, she never stops being horny. So it's hard to tell uh if she was just like, "Look, I need to I need to have sex." That's my entire character. I mean, and this werewolf Carrie Elways isn't doing it. This American dude isn't doing it. Uh, so this werewolf both, is open for business. Both things can be true. That's true, mm-hmm. and I think they are. Yeah, I think. I mean, she. It, 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 the movie seems to be pretty clearly telling us that she's being mesmerized, but also right. she's super horny all the time. She really is default emotion. Right. This was where this is where I normally black out of the film, where I forget what happens for the rest of the film, 
And that's that Dracula is courting Winona Ryder while Keanu is trapped at an orgy, mm-hmm. at a vampire orgy. Yeah. He's getting his dick and, bit by some vampires. Yeah. For like like a month. Yeah. Until he crawls out of there and falls into the water yep. or something. Yeah. He really isn't a hero in this. No. No, he, he just politely gets kidnapped. Right. It's the the first chunk of the story is told from his perspective, and then he basically disappears from the entire story. Yeah. Um, Van Helsing is fucking roaring around, asking widowers if he could chop off the heads of their dead wives. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So it's just Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I, I, Excuse me, I yeah, wonder if you'd he, mind terribly if I strolled down into your crypt and, and chopped this, you know, your, dead, your dead bride's uh, head off. I like that he has, like, the husband drive the stake in. Uh-huh. Like, he's, like he's teaching <laughs> like a kid to a, hunt. It's important for him to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rite of passage. He's like, no, you do it. No, I think there's, isn't there some gobbledygook in the movie about you have to, like, they have to be destroyed by somebody who cares for them? Probably, I don't know. Because that's like when Winota cuts Dracula's head off at the end. Right. Meanwhile, Tom Waits is just still in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's could I have a cat? There. He could bring me a cat. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it's Keanu eventually gets out and he writes Winona Ryder. Is that it? And he's like, hey. Listen, man. So I'm still around. Weren't any phones in 1897. Yeah. And uh, God, does uh, she she marries him. Uh-huh. Dracula's all mad. Yeah. Uh, he he goes on the run. There's like a Dracula fugitive for a while. Um, they go to his castle, right? Van Helsing, who's supposed to be vampire weary, instantly falls for the Winona Ryder trying to fuck him. Because she drinks... Oh, yeah. She drinks Dracula's nipple blood. Yes. And she becomes a vampire. She's like tinged with vampire. That's why they have to hunt uh, Dracula down and kill him before, right. before Mina turns. Right, and she's just like kind of a double agent the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and then there's like a carriage chase. Yeah, like he has like Dracula hires because Dracula is <laughs> such a bitch. Uh, like he's so not formidable. Not at all. He has a crew of guys, basically like normal mortal human guys that are transporting his casket back to his castle. Right. Uh, so it's basically like Carrie Elways and and the boys have to like. They get into a, a gunfight with these guys and kill them all, and then they kill Dracula. <laughs> yeah, that's how the movie ends. Yeah, it's, then it's they just lot, kill him. It's, it's 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 the same thing that I think is so funny about the end of it, where it's just like they defeat the monster by just kicking its ass. Like they just finally yeah. decide that they've had enough of it, and then they just stomp the Christ out of it. Right. The secret was in us all along, and by in us I mean our muscles. <laughs> right. We just we fucked this dude up. Like just he, curb like, stomp. Like he looked askance at Mina at a bar or something. Like that's right. like that's as challenging as this fight was. Yeah, pretty much. And then at the end he's like, I don't know, I'll always remember you. It's gonna be an awkward afterlife for all of these people. Well uh, <laughs> if Dracula's there. Uh, I, it depends on where Dracula's going, I guess. I mean, Probably not where, the same place where do you think that he's the going? other people are going. <laughs> Look, you don't know. What if what if they get to the pearly gates and they're like, fucking Dracula's here? I'm, I'm just saying you don't get to spend 400 years using your dope-ass uh, hell powers yeah. and then n- not have uh, someone come to collect on that. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, I don't I don't care how 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 nice you were at the end. And Dragon is not even nice. No. He dies a bastard. So like he yeah. does he doesn't undo any of the horrible things he spent the past. Oh no. Uh half millennia doing. But I'm guessing since you mentioned that it wasn't in the book, all of Winona's stuff, they try to make him more sympathetic. Yeah. They make it so that Winona at the end is like I love you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm still going to put your ass down. Like, she knows. Yeah. No, let's not demon. have Draculas. Yeah, we, can, we, can't, we can't have this demon running around. Certainly not with those sunglasses. Right, but halfway through the movie, she just suddenly gets the memories. Uh, I don't remember how. I assume he it's, bewitches her. Yeah, it's, it's some, some, some element of his power. They go to watch the moving pictures. The flicker show. Playing, the flicker show. Yeah, they're they're playing all the hits. They're playing naked lady walking. They're yeah. playing train coming at you. Man on penny farthing bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then she sees him like tame a wolf, and she's just so into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's then, pretty sweet. Oh yeah. But yeah, the wolf does just kind of come into the movie theater, and it's like, you want to tell your buddy to wait outside, <laughs> Dracula? Right, right. She's got wolves walking around. We're in London. Animals seem to like Dracula. Like, I bet Dracula's a good animal owner. Certain kinds like of animals. Like a pet owner? I mean, that's that's classic vampire shit, right? Like bats, right. And, bats and wolves. I bet all the animals, though. Like parakeets? I don't know. The- <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing here. I feel like they're good animal owners He's just in general. Ace Ventura. Yeah. When Keanu shows up at the beginning, he makes him dinner. That's all. That's the observation. He had he like someone cooked Keanu uh, a bird and like dinner, mm-hmm. and there's no servants there. So Dracula did that, right? Uh, yeah. Ah, I mean, so Dracula's just in the kitchen. Possibly, it's he hints at. I think the, I think this is in this movie. It might it might be a, a line from the novel, but there's one point I thought where he says something like, "You won't you won't see my servants." There's a there's a whole thing about this where Dracula doesn't have servants um, or they don't notice. It's also in the BBC series, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And in this, I guess Gary Oldman actually plays the carriage driver, uh, implying that the carriage driver is also Dracula. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he's just filling in. I mean, the answer is probably he made one of his brides do it. But no, whoever's whoever's making that meal, I can't imagine is very good at cooking. Mm-mm. Uh, because Dracula doesn't eat. Yeah, <laughs> so when's the last dude, time dude hasn't cooked in like five hundred years? I would not eat something Dracula cooked for me. Not Mm-mm. out of like, Mm-mm. oh, you you're gonna poison me. It's just like I don't think that'll be very good, Dracula. No, he you you yeah, you'd get your plate and it's like a three sawdust, di- right? It's like sawdust and a dead earthworm. Yeah, like, he's like, he this is what you people eat, right? He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> no. <laughs> how could he it's yeah it's been like 600 years yeah it gets longer every time we bring it up all right (laughs) it's been like a thousand years um this is what's dracula doing real estate they don't answer this in the movie but he's he's trying to put down like little like safe safe houses right Yeah, he wants to move to london yeah who doesn't it's a bit of a risk for him, right? It is, yeah. That's why he's doing it the way he's doing. It. That's why. That's why it's like very secretive, right? And he uh, is having all his affairs with the bank handled like very mysteriously, right? 
I love that he has to, like, a big part of the story is Dracula has to deal with the bank. Yeah, I mean, that's the the story. (laughs) Is Dracula doing a real estate deal? Yeah. And, like, the bank, Keanu really should, like, he makes Keanu write a bunch of letters saying everything's okay. That's another red flag. Well, yeah, by that, I think by that time, he knows it. Like in, in the narr- he's pretty sure in the yeah, narration, he's like something. I'm pretty sure I'm his prisoner. He's having me write all these letters, yeah, saying that I'm it's, fine and I'm not fine at all. It really is amazing how yeah. politely he allows himself. Yeah, he just to become allows prisoner. himself to be held prisoner because he doesn't want to be. If he doesn't want to offend. Yeah, he leaves by just jumping out the window essentially, yeah. and it's like I feel like you could have done that at any point. Uh, I guess you had to wait until it was really bad. Yeah. I guess he was conflicted when his bed started sucking him off. And he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This isn't that bad, I guess. Like, they did <laughs> eat a baby, but, like, you know, it's kind of neat. This could he be really, worse. They really needed that narration. They This movie has a lot of narration. Uh, Anthony oh, yeah. Hopkins is doing some of the work. Everybody's pitching well, yeah. in to try to make mm-hmm. this. Yeah. It just feels... Yeah. Well, like like I told you, the the novel is written that way. It's written in a, as yeah. a series of letters, so it's like it's always being narrated by somebody. I guess I bet this this feels like a story that needs a novel length, or you know, a three part BBC miniseries where Dracula fucks. Yeah, no, the but the, uh, B, the BBC miniseries really nails it. I will say that. Yeah, it it is it is a faithful, accurate adaptation. Airtight, yeah. Uh, doesn't doesn't do anything strange. Nope. Uh, you know. Yeah. But you know what I mean where it's like some of the character motivation is downright silly. Um, and I feel like if you just had more time with the characters and, may- and maybe someone who's not Keanu Reeves doing the character, uh, you could get it across. Because Keanu Reeves' character is baffling in this. Mm-hmm. He's just very blank. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. Is this a, is this a classic I don't know that you'd call it a classic. It's definitely a fascinating artifact of the time. Yeah, like everybody knows this film, but I don't think people like throw it on with family, you know? I don't think so. No, it's not. Like, it's nobody not. watches this on Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like no one throws it on Halloween. You know, people aren't like, let's watch Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because it's not a horror movie. It's like a drama, uh, I guess kind of an epic. Uh, I don't know. It's gothic. It's a gothic horror movie for sure. Gothic. Yeah. It's not scary. Like it feels like they're intent. Like the shadow stuff feels like a bit like a comedy bit rather than it's scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder the how shadow I w- chokes Keanu Reeves. It knocks stuff over. That's true. Yeah. It is a bit much. I wonder how much of that is because of the Simpsons episode, but. No, I, I don't. Well, that's the thing is I feel like the Simpsons episode is almost redundant because the shadow is doing bits mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. And then it's funny because Keanu Reeves just sort of rolls with it and he can't emote that it's weird. Like he's just kind of blank. So it feels like it feels like a Leslie Nielsen character. Yeah. Like just ignoring the wackiness of the situation. Uh, so it it makes the scenes <laughs> comical. He simply does not have the capacity to react like a like a human. <laughs> like this movie's grotesque, and I'm sure there's yeah. imagery that would scare a person, but I don't think the movie's scary ever. 
like there's a couple shots that are like ooh, yeah. But like, I don't think Coppola's making a horror movie. I, I don't di- know. I disagree. It it depends on. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a gothic horror film. Yeah. It's not scary. I don't think that means it's not a horror film. Right. Right. That's fair. But I'm just wondering if it's set out to be scary, you know? I think so. Like yeah. I said, this movie had a reputation when it came out. Of like being as, as people bloody. Not, people not being able to stomach it. Well, yeah. I mean, they kill a baby. They do. And it's real. Like, it's, it's very... Like, the film does a good job of playing with that plague metaphor uh, in that it f- like the lighting it feels very diseased like yeah, the movie I, the, the movie feels feverish i love the look yeah the look looks is great. absolutely fantastic it looks great yeah this this movie on a technical level music effects cinematography editing etc is phenomenal it's an achievement yeah it's it's it is a an impressive achievement from every conceivable technical standpoint in my opinion it's, yeah, me too. So, like, the question is, why doesn't it quite work? Why, I do, why isn't it a classic? Yeah. And why is it that it bores me? And I think it might have to do with the fact, and I don't know, I can't really pin the blame on anybody, because, like, Keanu, like we said, drops off in the movie. He's not... Keanu I, drops off... Uh, Winona Ryder is basically the through line. Like, yeah, and she's not great in this movie, so that's not, she's, that's not helping, but... No, but... She's not written. I was going to say, there's nobody who's that charismatic in it. There's no characters that like, like Dracula is yeah, like. Dracula's the most. Yeah. Because he, yeah, gets, he gets the most space to sort of play around in. But even he's like distant and creepy. Yeah. Because he's Dracula. He's Dracula. Like, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. And the movie doesn't need to be like funny or playful, but there's just no, there's, there's no one that I'm this, like it is a, rooting for or following. Well, I, I I disagree that there's nobody you're rooting for. Is it eventually like uh, the movie is uh, the movie kind of becomes Jaws in the second half, where it's just about a group of guys hunting down a monster. Right. Um, like I feel like this movie, but we never got to know any of them. Right. Guys. We don't. We don't really know them that well. The, the characters. I th- the character we know the best is the doctor out of that group of people like we don't really yeah. spend time with carrie elways or billy campbell we also don't spend time with van helsing not really no he's barely in it uh, and that's it's a, yeah he's 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 a he's a minor character in the story too but i think part of it is uh, a symptom of the story in that the interesting stuff in dracula is kind of front-loaded like the front half of the story is way more interesting than the, the back half right that's and when the, all, everybody like, the, loves the, the lore and shit. Yeah, and that's and and the front half is when all the creepy stuff, all the mysterious stuff, all the lore stuff. It's when all that's going on. Like the second half of the movie, particularly like the last half hour, is when okay, we already know we know all the tricks now. It's just about getting the characters to Dracula so they can kill him. Yeah. All right. I have a weird comparison. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure it holds up because I haven't read Dracula. But is this similar to? adapting say the book world war z where world war z is written in a no. specific way it's okay not at all no because you know Dr- what i'm t- you know what i'm getting at though, i know right? what you're i know what you're getting at uh but dracula is one narrative it's told from a bunch of different viewpoints but it's it is one story that moves well, in one direction and world war z as i understand it is a bunch of stories around this event yes but you if you think of the event as dracula 
because it is also just a bunch of stories around the beginning, middle, and end of a zombie apocalypse. So, and it goes into like how it started and you know where it goes and stuff. And it's all it's it's just really diving into like the technical aspects of zombies and like different ways it affects countries and so on and so forth. And it feels like I guess I guess the two things that I wanted to compare is like is a lot of Dracula them just talking about Dracula as a being and like it's because it just feels it feels like from the outside looking in but like Dracula like like it doesn't feel like there's a main character mm. in this movie there's a I mean because it skips around a lot and it, they keep introducing and dropping like we said we start with Keanu so it's like okay mm. we got our main character then he about, vanishes and then we're at Winona four main characters yeah and it, yeah. and it jumps and so, it jumps through their viewpoints no the Dracula story is is one event it's like one story it's just told secondhand from a couple of different viewpoints right. uh, it's not like a bunch like every single uh, event of the book is directly connected th- to this main narrative of Dracula is trying to come to London Right, it's, and it, and and it's 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 from the point of view of about four or five different characters, and they're all directly involved with each other and with Dracula, et cetera. So it's like one story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I no, don't, it's yeah. definitely one story, but the protagonist, yeah, and like the person to follow sounds like it kind of skips around. Well, I mean, in that way, it's kind of like I would put it closer to like it, like I mentioned it earlier, or like right. the, or like the stand, something where it's. It's a gr- it's it's an ensemble rather than one main character, mm-hmm. uh, so it shifts between their viewpoints. But it's all the same; like they're all contributing to moving the same narrative forward. Right. They just needed them to be a little more, I don't know, distinct, uh, distinct, <laughs> yeah. uh, char- charismatic. Because because <laughs> like the, yeah, my favorite like character Keanu's... was Lucy because yeah. she I knew what she wanted, which was to just fuck. Yeah, she wants all to get the down, time. Man. She just wants to, and fuck. then she got that. Mm-hmm. And she got that, and she died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's it definitely hurts. That, like two of our main characters are kind of wooden, and then uh, one yeah. one of them being Keanu Reeves, who's just in one of the most wildly miscast roles in history, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> bless his heart. That's both Keanu and Winona Ryder. They have '90s face. Yeah. You know, where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't believe you. Like, wait, you're, that you would exist at any point that isn't the 90s. You look like you're from the 90s. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Keanu more so. Yeah, I think I, they both. Well, I mean, I grew up watching Beetlejuice over and over again, so it's like I already had uh, a connect, uh, something connecting Winona to the 80s. Right. So she doesn't then she she has 80s, me as 90s. Face, then. Yeah, sure, she's got 80s face. They both look very modern is my point. <laughs> yes. uh, and sticking them in this Victorian setting it's just like, "No, nah, I don't." Well, they were I'm also sorry. they were also kind of like like hot young stars of the time, so you couldn't like they couldn't really help but be modern. Right. Just because of that's what we know about them. They're the cur- they're like two it people at, of the moment. They, I they I know they purposefully cast them because they were known, but maybe yeah. a couple of unknowns would have been better. There's also a scene where she's at a party and she's talking about Lucy and she's like, "Oh, all the guys love Lucy, not like little old me." And I'm like, "You're Winona Ryder." You're Winona Ryder, yeah. Um, that's that's movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just movies. Like she's all that. They put glasses on. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I'm forget Rachel Lee Cook, and they're like, "Ah, oh, she's hideous." Yeah. Like, okay. 
Um, you, you could argue, like, kind of remembering that this movie came out in 1992, um, kind of the majority of the cast are would be considered unknowns at the time. That's true. Keanu is unknown. Well, Keanu, like he's Keanu and Winona are the people that you recognize, but like Gary Oldman, probably not a lot. Certainly not a lot of American audiences knew who he was in 1992. Yeah, probably. Uh, not. You had Carrie Elway's from Princess Bride, but he's kind of more like a like a niche famous. Right. He's also not a big role. In he's not this. a big role, and you don't. He doesn't. Even Anthony Hopkins again coming off of Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Coming off of Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Richard E. Grant, uh, Billy Campbell, um, uh, like most of the main cast are are, are unknowns. Like I yeah, wouldn't, that's I, true. W- I wouldn't have been able to tell you who the fuck Tom Waits was in 1992. <laughs> um, even if I was a Tom Waits fan, I might not have necessarily recognized that as yeah, Tom Waits. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so yeah, I think they kind of spent their star money on you know Keanu and Winona and Anthony Hopkins and then everybody else. I mean that's why you right. you make a big budget well at the, at the time but you make like a big budget high profile Dracula movie in 1992 with Gary Oldman as your star it's like man that doesn't make a lot of sense right <laughs> um, it does if you know Gary Oldman it does if you know Gary Oldman yeah at but. the time I would have been like oh yeah of course uh just from what he had done at that point which what had he done at that point? Uh, Sid and Nancy. Sid and um, Nancy. Has he, did he do the professional at this point, or was the professional uh, later? I think that I want to say the professional's ninety four. Yeah, it might be. I don't know, man. He was. I mean, he was fuck. He was. He was. Uh, he, was he was Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK. But like, he really. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, he really hadn't done much at this point. I don't. He think. makes a great Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, he really does. Yeah. Yeah, you look at him, he just screams Lee Harvey Oswald. All right, I'm looking at his filmography. Uh, like, Sid and Nancy was like eight years before this. Like, he was kind of... And that wasn't that wasn't a big movie, I don't think. Not really, no. Like, he's this is kind of like his first big movie. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing in it. Yeah, no, he's killing it. I mean, obviously, yeah, like he's, you said, like he's, if, if, we, if we went he's back... He's the reason to watch this movie. Yes, a hundred percent. Like the movie looks great, but like, yeah, it just—it's a little empty in terms of, like, again, it's why I f- I forget most of this movie is because you start watching it, it looks great, Gary Oldman's killing it, and then in the second half, he also kind of drops off because he becomes young, and I forget why he becomes young. He, he just like he just can. goes in his dirt. Yeah, yeah it's his. He's got a lot of powers. Um, yeah. Once he becomes young, he kind of stops being as fun. I think it's, yeah, it's, I mean, the castle's the best part. Like, the first act of this movie is the best part yeah. of the movie. That's the part that I everybody think, remembers. That's the part that gets lampooned. Yeah, and then it just sort of, I think the, uh, the, loses steam. I think the, the structure of the story of Once Again, um, I think is working against it because the story kind of works in the same way where there's really three parts. There's part one, which is Jonathan in the castle. There's part two, which is Mina and Lucy and Lucy's suitors dealing with Lucy's strange uh, 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 malaise, which I mean, in the story, it's right. it's written in a way that you're like, ah, she's getting visited by Dracula, I bet. And in the movie, they just explicitly show you that that's what's going on. Right. Um, and then part three is them 
teaming up basically with Van Helsing to go to Transylvania and, and hunt Dracula down and kill him because he has to run back there because right. the jig is up basically. Like he's he's running away when they chase him down in the end. It is a very simple story. That yeah, but it, the what I was going to say is that the nature of, of the story structure, it removes the most entertaining character for most of the of the story like you don't yeah dracula like you said dracula and keanu both leave the movie after act one and don't really come back right <laughs> like, they they should have made him like time travel or something yeah you know? like dracula's in it here and there but it's shit where he's like doing his close-up magician or he's like a <laughs> werewolf who's saying don't see me it's like, then don't yeah. be a werewolf. I can't help but see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to not see you, yeah. you werewolf. You fucking creep werewolf. Yeah. What the you, fuck are you doing? You werewolf with Gary Oldman's face. Yeah. What the hell the is happening? What the fuck is this? You so look like, weird. You look like the worst Sonic the Hedgehog character. Yeah. But as a story, it's very funny. It's when, It reminds me of like, I don't know, Saw. You know, or like... Or like the first Friday the 13th, where it always starts from this kind of quaint horror story, and then it spins off into this ridiculous lore. Yeah, and then the lore and Drac- is, just, is wild. Yeah, Dracula's no different. He's like a weird creep who comes to London and then gets chased away and murdered. And well, then now we just and cut to now, and we have like fucking Dracula 2000 or whatever, where yeah. it's <laughs> like the lore is spun wildly. I would love Bren Stoker to see what we did. With this, we book. did with Dracula. Yeah, just show yeah. him. Just show him Dracula three thousand and watch him. Yeah, tear his own heart out of his chest. Because <laughs> I don't know, can't I can't handle I don't what know. he's seeing. Like the the pure ecstasy of seeing moving pictures on top of the fact that yeah, he's yeah, watching yeah. his creation cruise around in space. Like his his yeah frail little body wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, I'll say that like Dracula is kind of the inverse of that i want to say because like the story is about you slowly discovering the lore like the lore is already in place and it's happening behind the scenes you just don't understand Mm -hmm. what it is yet and then as the story and as the story goes on and you know the rules you're able to look back at the earlier stuff and be like oh that's what was happening there okay um, and the movie does away with a lot of that, you know, because one, it's a movie and because two, it's 1992, all of us know the Dracula rules now. Uh, yeah. it's not that, like that, a surprise that it was when Bram Stoker wrote the novel. Van Helsing pops up for one thing because they knew he was like, they, they have a scene where he pops in and he's like, by the way, vampires can be out during the day. Okay. Bye. And then they show him out during the day because like they clearly, they had some note where they're like. Some producer was like, I don't understand the scene. He's out during the day. And they're like, yeah, he can do that. And they're like, well, you're going to have to tell people that because yeah, people no. are going to get confused. You know, like it felt like they specifically spliced in Anthony Hopkins just to explain that one thing. And, and Yeah. And the rules, I mean, it's it's folklore. So the rules just depend on whatever story is being told and, and they go back and forth. So I honestly can't remember if yeah. that's from. I don't the, know. Because I know there's two different versions of vampires. One is that they, you know, they burst into flame when they go into sunlight, and the other is that right. they can go in sunlight. They're just incredibly weak, and they can't really use too many of their powers. Right. And I can't remember which one of those is in the Dracula novel. I don't know. 
They chose one though. Because yeah, they, they needed one, him and to... it's, it's fine. Like I don't care. Yeah, as long as the as long as they explain, I don't know. Interview with a vampire is just a similar thing where yeah, at the very beginning, Christian Slater's like, so so tell me all the rules, and he he tells him all the rules. Yep, and that's it. Yep, and then the movie continues. Yep, and so it's like every it feels like every vampire only, movie has to do that to some that, extent. Yeah, and that was only two years after this movie. Wow. Yeah, Interview with the Vampire is nineteen ninety four. Yeah, and you know, if I was Coppola, I'd be a little bitter, but like interview got it better like i know they're very different stories but i think coppola is like i want to do old school dracula yeah and take audience through that and then interview comes up and they're like yeah but what if that but they fuck yeah well, and they and they're they're like hot uh and one of them's tom cruise and it's like oh yeah, yeah. i mean joel schumacher first of all joel schumacher's only going to make the horniest movie he possibly can right in any given situation that's... which isn't to say dracula this movie right. isn't horny but right right but like it's not joel schumacher horny no like... joel schumacher <laughs> he can bring that shit to a new level he'd have fucked this movie right up yeah um so like yeah like coppola set out to be like i'm gonna make a classic gothic horror film that that evokes movies of the 30s and, and 20s and, and like that period yeah. and then joel schumacher was like i'm going to make a modern gothic horror movie right coppola wanted us to eat our vegetables and <laughs> schumacher shows up with ice cream yeah basically and it's like, and, and, oh yeah which movie have i watched more <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's like i've watched the both of those movies a lot but i watch them for different reasons yeah like, very different I, reasons. I, I sit there and watch dracula 90 percent of the time i'm like oh fuck look at this shot just like everything that's going on it's, in it. And then the other 10% is, man, Gary Oldman's killing it. It's a very good background movie. Yeah. Because it's like, I can't, when I, like sitting here trying to watch it, it was exhausting. It felt like a four hour long movie because there's just scenes where I'm like, God, this is boring. Oh, uh, I had an easier time with it. Um, I mean, I know you've you've watched. I think you've watched this movie a lot. Um, like I said, I've watched it a lot, a lot, and I forget it every time. Yeah, uh, because there's just scenes that go right through me, um, and then there's other scenes that are unforgettable. Yeah, uh, it's again, it's beautiful. Yeah, the like it's such a good, such a well crafted film. Mm -hmm. It just is missing something that makes it, it entertaining. It doesn't. It doesn't have any standout characters really apart from dracula himself and like we said he yeah. kind of he goes away for over half of the movie um yeah. and the story itself just by the nature of the structure of the novel it's based on doesn't i don't think it translates as well unless yeah. you do the thing that you mentioned earlier where you really give us time with these characters because as it is and it's the same way in the novel. The characters are all incredibly bland. Like, nobody stands out. Right. They're all just, uh, they're all very utilitarian. They're serving a, a function in the story rather than actually being characters. Um, right. So I think that's, like, the main reason that Drac this, this movie isn't, like, a revered classic outside of people who are just, like, technical aspects of movie making. You kind of have to change it. You either have to shoot it, like... Look, you either have to be the BBC and make Dracula Dr. House 
when it's like, oh, we love him, but he's rude. And by rude, I mean he murders people. That's basically, they just That's did Sherlock again, but rude. Dracula. Well, it was Stephen Moffat. But yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> and then they make him time travel, and they're just like, fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, they, and well, they, they, they don't say fuck everything. They they grab you by the collar and say fuck you specifically. Yeah. When that, when that time it. travel jumps in there. Oh, yeah. They spat in my face, and I drank it. I drank that spit. I loved it. Um so you either have to go fucking buck wild or I would say you need to change it in terms of perspective. You need to like make it more of a horror movie, make it more from like Winona Ryder's character or something. Uh, and like, you definitely need to whittle down the perspective shifts. Yeah, I think so. And I think you could make a very scary movie from her perspective. Yeah, uh, you so you, like, you lean on the stuff that was creepy about the novel, which is you're being told like you never you never experience the story from Dracula's point of view in, in the novel. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I compared it to Jaws already, but it's not unlike that, right? Because you have to sort of you learn kind of like you you see like the aftermath of what's happening, and then you sort of have to put together what exactly Dracula's doing. Right, and so <clears> I think. <throat> Like have like a have almost a cold open, which is the Keanu stuff, but mm-hmm. don't dwell on it. Don't even make it your first act, and then just do a bunch of Winona stuff and have and yeah and have the like the weird creepiness slowly happening, almost like a slow burn, almost right. like a yeah, movie like you, The Witch. Right. Yeah. You do the beginning where it's like a cold open or whatever, and then like the main meat of the story, st- like the beginning of the conflict, could be like. If it's from Winona's perspective, it's like, man, I haven't heard from Jonathan in a while. And that's the beginning of the conflict. Right. And she's in this like weird, creepy shits happening around her, you know, like she feels a presence, but it's not as, you know, like, I think you could actually do this with more modern horror sensibilities now that we will accept a slow burn. Mm -hmm. This is, I guess, this is why it doesn't feel like a horror movie is they do like, they do this whole opening intro of the lore. And it like feels like fucking. It's like Lord of the Rings shit. It's you a know? it's a real mask off. They they do so much to humanize Dracula that he's not scary by the time he enters the movie. Right. as Dracula, you're like, oh well, yeah. I, I know this guy's whole story. He's not really a bad dude. He some shitty happened to him, and now he's he pledged his soul to evil. Yeah, it feels like I'm watching a historical account uh, rather than yeah a horror movie. Like we don't really need his backstory. No, it's. Yeah. Again, I, I, mean, I, I said it yeah. earlier. It is yeah. that is one of the things that is added in the movie. He does not have a backstory in the novel. Right. He's just Dracula. Yeah, that's all he needs. He's a fucking shitty vampire. There you go. Yeah, it's a very interesting film because I, I, yeah, you're right. It's technically a horror film, but it's not really framed like one. Oh, I uh, disagree. But I don't. I I think the idea of like now, I guess there's it's a, there's framed, a. You know what it reminds me of is like the mummy because the mummy begins the same way where it's like, let me tell you the story of the mummy. And that's what this does. And then it sets it up. And then the mummy isn't really a horror film as much as it is like an adventure adventure with horror elements. This felt like a drama with horror elements Mm -hmm. rather than a straight up horror movie. Like it's not shot like a horror movie, I don't think. Mm, no, I, I again, I, I'm going to push back a little bit because of the comments I made earlier about like how right. you you get like the plague feel from a lot of it. It's shot like a gothic, yeah, uh, which I it think counts as horror. Yeah, I guess it's it's 
Yeah, you're right. I'm probably nitpicking right now. Um, I, I, but it, it yeah. doesn't feel like it's it's feels like it sets out to disturb audiences. Yes, not to scare you. Not to scare them. Yeah, which I which still counts, I think, as a as a horror film. Yeah, like, I'm not what sure else if it succeeded. It? Um, I think the movie successfully makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, but uncomfortable in the way that you've walked into a wolf having sex. And you're like, oh, sorry, God, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a, the there, wolf goes, don't look at me, and runs away. Like, like another, it, it, like yeah, like another aspect to the sort of feverish feel. It's like these bright, kind of yellowish lighting, mm-hmm. and, and and like the framing. A lot of the framing is real tight. Um, you get that sort of contagion feel. You also get like a pulp feel. Yeah. Uh, which le- you know, which which feeds into like the schlock feeling of the movie. So it's yeah. like you you constantly. I mean, particularly with the werewolf fucking, but like you constantly are feeling like you're watching something you're not supposed to be watching. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and um, I, I think that's I, I've, that I, that has to have been like he has to have been aware of that, right? It's Coppola. That's the thing. I don't think it's by mistake. Yeah. I don't think he set out to make a particularly scary movie. No. Um. It's just it's more kind of comical. Uh. Like. I don't think there's a single moment in this that sticks with me as a horror thing. Like, it doesn't stick with me like, ooh, what a shot. Like, it's more like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, when Dracula's crawling up the side of the castle and it's old Gary Oldman. Yeah. And like, that's a funny fucking shot. And I think they know it. Like, I think they know. Like, when the, the fucking shadow starts choking Keanu Reeves, that's a comedy beat like that's that's yes. funny and there's a little bit of like when he cuts lucy's head off and then it cuts immediately to like the bloody roast like there's there's a little right. bit in this movie that sort of seems to indicate that there's a little bit of a sense of humor this movie is not funny to no, be clear but i do think uh and like it, anthony and hopkins really, being like i want to cut off your wife's head that's i mean like, yeah that's, that's meant to it's be meant funny. for comedy yeah that's yeah. meant to be funny but there's like only this is a this is a dour fucking movie. Yeah, like there there's I, there's I mean unless you're like laughing at shit like how wild it is that old ass Gary Oldman with his with his just uh, unbelievable hairstyle. I do not oh, yeah. believe that hairstyle uh, is crawling across the the ceiling like a beetle, or like all all the the Dracula brides are like a baby when they whip out the baby. Mm. Uh, like unless you're finding stuff like that that's fun to laugh at because it's so over the top or whatever uh this movie doesn't have a sense of humor really no i would compare it actually we already mentioned to interview with the vampire in terms of what it is to horror because interview with the vampire also is not a traditional horror movie no it's another gothic horror movie but it's it's made it has horrific moments Mm -hmm. it has disturbing moments yeah uh that are unforgettable but it's more like upsetting. Like the word is more upsetting mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I don't want them to eat. Oh, they ate a baby. Well, That's I like upsetting. That. I don't like that at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not comfortable yeah, yeah. with that. I am anti that most days, you know, like, <laughs> I think this werewolf's going to fuck that lady. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey lady, don't fuck that werewolf. Don't fuck that werewolf. Get away from that. Yeah. Were- go back inside. Lock the door. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a horny werewolf. There's a fuck werewolf running around out in your garden. Mm-hmm. You don't want That's that. the worst kind. Yeah. Worst <laughs> kind of werewolf. I've seen the howling. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. It, Interview with the Vampire is just, 
it's the same kind. It's a gothic horror movie, but made like a modern movie. Mm-hmm. They time travel. Sort mm-hmm. of. I mean, that's what you need. Yeah. They time travel. They like, time travel. They time travel like Bender time travels. Technically, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. so does Dracula in the in the so Moffat Dracula. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost exactly like Bender actually, because he's trapped yeah. in a box. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, I gotta watch what, this. What a stupid fucking show. I was so into it. I'm pro that show. I am too, but God damn. Yeah. I could not believe that second episode where it ends. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, do we have anything more to say about this version of Dracula? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. See it if you haven't. Like, again, as a artifact, as a Coppola film, you know, have a night. Watch this and then watch Twixt, his other way later vampire film with Val Kilmer and mm-hmm. Bruce Dern. Yeah. Uh, Coppola sometimes he does vampires yeah it's like 30 years apart but you know sometimes some vampires yeah and uh yeah I mean it's yeah Coppola Dracula what is there to say it's just it's wild to me that it isn't as much of a classic as it is uh yeah but if you haven't seen it you should definitely get you know get if you're a movie person especially you got to watch this you got to check it off on your little list yeah, it's definitely one everybody should see, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro this movie. I like this movie. Yeah. It's a little slow. It's slower than I remember. That's pretty much it. It it drags in the second half. It sure does. Yeah. But, you know, werewolf fucking. Yeah? Yeah, that's all. I got nothing. Don't see me. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. Believe like, me, man, I did not want to. Yeah, imagine <laughs> same scene, same scene, no lady, just the werewolf jerking off. Just the werewolf jacking off onto a fucking dais. Yeah, way more of disturbing. A, in the middle of a garden. What are you don't look doing? At me. Don't see me. I, I, I don't. I do not. I don't. I do, yeah. Man, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with whatever this yeah, is. Please just eat me, because if you don't eat me, then I have to live I'm with gonna this. I'm going to go inside and eat myself. Yeah. Just very slowly with a knife and fork. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we're done, right? Yeah, we're finished. Uh, Harris and Millie, thank you so much. This was a good choice. Yeah. Because, you know. Happy birthday or whatever the hell. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's an occasion. You're celebrating. I don't think they're celebrating. I think they're well, just celebrating this movie. All right. Well, happy Dracula. Happy Dracula. To both of you. A blessed Dracula to you and yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that all the time now. A blessed, a merry, uh, merry Dracula. Merry Dracula to you and yours. Merry Dracula. Uh, so we have a Patreon. Did you we, know this, Tom? We do. Yeah. If you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, uh, you can, well, you can get your own custom We Just Watched episode. Uh, you can also... Um, watch movies with us every friday night that's a thing but for the base level five dollars a month you get three podcasts that's tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder is a maniac and star trek the next futurama those are all on our patron exclusive podcasts uh two of those are weekly podcasts so it's a lot of content every month for for five bucks that's like the price of like like i don't know like a lot of gumballs Mm-hmm. You know, from the machine. Yeah. Lots of tiny novelty sunglasses that make you look yeah. like, like close-up magician Dracula. Yeah. 
It's toll fare. What if for toll fare? Now all you know? I all I can picture is the action figure version of that Dracula. It's close up, uh, ma- close up magician Dracula. Can you imagine a with, toy line with, with where he like presses back? He becomes fucking young. Yeah, with sex pest action. Yeah. God, what a loser. You press a button on his back, he refuses to leave you alone. <laughs> uh, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash gameplay and employer. You get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Top hats. Fucking, uh, <laughs> why don't we sell cream colored top hats? Yeah. Everybody's got a top hat in this in this fucking universe. Hell yes, it was the style. Winona, Winona has a top Winona's hat. Winona's wearing it's, a fucking top hat. Yeah. You know when we don't you know where we don't wear top hats? Now. Don't wear a top hat is my point. Mm. It's not gonna work. Mm. You're gonna look like an asshole. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I was yeah. I, I was just reminded today, real quick aside for the end for the people who oh, listen, let's do it. For the people who haven't shut the episode off, you get a little extra treat at the end. Um Ooh. I was reminded that uh Adrian Brody back in I don't know, twenty ten, uh a while ago. Uh, spent a bunch of money on a castle in upstate New York mm. uh, for his girlfriend. Um, uh, what an asshole! Like I forget, I forget her. <laughs> I forget her name. She's a she's a, a a model. Anyway, the point is, he dumped a bunch of money into buying this castle and renovating it for her, and they did this really hilarious photo shoot for like hello magazine or something about it where it's just them oh no posing like a bunch of dicks around the the property uh like there's one shot of of him driving a backhoe she's standing on the steam shovel part like posing and he's leaning out of the cab and he's wearing like a full top hat and tails in the what picture. are they up to well they're going to a fancy backhoe party yeah it's like an all-in-one backhoe it's like a combination it's like it's it's a combination backhoe forklift and bulldozer anyway what the fuck or, or st- uh, steam shovel um so anyway the point of the story is <laughs> like i think like a year after that photo shoot she left him for chris hemsworth oh perfect <laughs> and, perfect yeah and like they're married and have like a bunch of kids now and like I, for the next like five or six years <laughs> like adrian brody's doing dog shit movies like uh that the jackie chan the movie he did with jackie chan and uh john cusack nope no uh, idea oh oh yeah the one oh jesus christ yeah where john cusack like gets his eyes cut out spoilers for that movie <laughs> he sure does Adrian it's, like called, it's called like dragon sword or yeah, something like sort blade of the dragon or dragon blade or something it, it, he poisons a kid by dumping poison in his eyes oh he sure does um anyway <laughs> so the point is is there's this photo uh in a, a high profile magazine spread of adrian brody wearing a top hat and tails and it leaning out of an earth mover that's carrying the woman he just bought a castle for who's about to leave him for Chris Hemsworth. Oh, God. What a terrible photo. <laughs> it's like, you What asshole. a cursed photo. You should have known the second you bought that top hat that this relationship yeah. was doomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, I'm not going to lie, Tom. I did Google cheap castles <laughs> while watching this movie. Let me tell you, the results in America depressing i mean it wasn't re- it was like a f- <laughs> it was like a farmhouse that he had renovated yeah. into a castle it was not a real yeah. castle yeah that's all you can get in america mm-hmm. is like mcmansions that are made to look like a castle yeah and it's then this, this motherfucker in this fucking dave adrian brody google the photo <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Okay, hold on, hold Google on, hold on, Adrian, Adrian Brody, Hello Magazine. Everybody do this with us. Top hat. I'm just gonna write. Wow, Topher Grace came up. It tried to fill. Adrian Brody, top hat. Uh, all right, hold on. I need. Okay, sorry everybody. We're not. We're not cutting any of this. I found it. All right, I'm gonna send. Adrian it to Brody, you. top hat. What? What magazine? Hello. Hello. Magazine? I'm, I'm gonna send it to you in Discord. I found it. All right, but I'm gonna try to. Okay. Oh my God! It's worse. <laughs> it's such a bad picture, too. Look at him! Look at him! Like he just made a wish on like a fucking singing frog to have oh this. Oh my God! This Earth mover and this gorgeous woman appear, and he's like, "And I have a top hat and tail." I expected it to at least be black and white, nope. like a tasteful, like weird artsy photograph. It looks like it's just someone took a photo. Like it looks like they were doing this anyway. And then a photojournalist like snapped a photo. She's, it doesn't look like it's staged. She's, like the angle is wrong. Right, and she, the way she's standing on the shovel portion, like all I can think yeah. of is Tom Hardy lashed to that mast in Mad Max. Oh yeah, like it she's, looks. Yeah, it looks like Adrian Brody has tied her to the front of this thing as, and is about right. to ram through a wall of like his right. greatest enemy. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, t- well, hanging out in a jumpy well, top out in a hat. fucking top hat. Oh, my God. With his fucking $10 million house in the background. Oh, my God. What an asshole. That's why you don't buy castles for people. No, you don't. No, don't buy someone a castle. Period. It's a yeah. good It's a good moral to this whole podcast. Yeah. Don't, oh. don't, don't spend your money on, on, on people like that. <laughs> it's not a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Like you, you buy someone a castle, cross oceans of time to be with them. It's no, nope. don't do of those that. things. Don't pay if, your self worth on somebody else, man. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Don't wear a top hat. <laughs> don't wear a top hat. Def, do not peg your self worth on someone else and or a top hat. Yeah, that's good. I think I think we I think we figured out the the lesson. Mm-hmm. All right, we can we can we can close the door on this. Yes. That's it. That's all. That's a show. Bye.